Being a Better Man, episode 170. All right, guys, welcome to Wednesday. Welcome to Storytime with Alf. Storytime is where I tell a true story from my strange and interesting life. The purpose of the story is not just to entertain you, but also to share with you the lesson or lessons I learned from that story. They might even cause you to reevaluate parts of your life and help you get lessons that you never knew were there. With that being said, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. Kids are very impressionable. In 1969, I was seven years old, and I pretty much believed everything I saw or was told. I didn't have a dubious bone in my body, and I trusted everybody. One day, I saw the movie Mary Poppins for the first time. I enjoyed the movie very much, but I was particularly fascinated with the way Mary Poppins could fly around effortlessly just hanging on to her umbrella. I thought, how cool would it be to be able to do that? It was fall, and the leaves were turning color. We have an enormous maple tree on our property, and it was starting to drop its seeds. If you don't know what a maple seed looks like, I'll tell you. They have this fin, about an inch and a half long. It looks a lot like an insect wing. This fin grows out of the seed itself. At the right time, the seed breaks away and the seed falls, but the fin doesn't let it fall. Instead, it rotates in the air like a tiny helicopter and falls very slowly. Sometimes these seeds could travel quite a distance from the tree they fell from. We called these seeds whirligigs. And on this particular day, I was looking up at all the whirligigs spinning around through the air. They were kind of mesmerizing to watch. Then, out of the blue, I was struck with a brilliant idea. I went and got my little brother, who was only about four, and I enlisted his help. Together, we started gathering up whirligigs from the ground. We filled an entire shopping bag with them. We probably had about 500 altogether. Then I stole some thread from my mom's sewing stuff, and we went to work. I had my brother cut off the thread in four-foot lengths. Then I would tie that thread to one of the whirligigs, and I would set it aside nice and straight so they wouldn't all be tangled. My plan was fairly simple. When I got string tied to all of the seeds, I would tie the other end, all the loose ends, together. Then I would climb up on top of the barn, and holding the tied end in one hand, jump off. Then I would proceed to float around like Mary Poppins to the amazement of anyone in attendance, with 500 spinning maple seeds keeping me afloat. As we spent a few hours tying string to maple seeds, I really felt like I was some kind of genius. I was so proud of myself for coming up with this idea, and I couldn't believe no one else had ever thought of it. In my mind, it made absolute 100% perfect sense. My brother got bored and tried to quit a couple times, but I kept talking him into staying with some brotherly force. Eventually, we got all of them tied. 
It looked like a big, unidentifiable brown mass tied to a bunch of string, but I knew what it was. Holding my arm out, I spun around in the air to observe the action of the seeds. I saw several of them spinning in the air I created. Yep, this was going to work. The barn wasn't too hard to climb. It had a lean-to on the west end that was fairly low. A barrel, a pallet, and a bucket were all we needed to get up there. Then we could shimmy on to the pitched roof of the barn. It would have been a lot easier if I didn't have to help my brother, but he had come with me this far, and it wouldn't be right if he couldn't share the glory and see the fruits of his labor. When we got up to the peak of the roof, things started to look a little different. It's amazing how much difference elevation can make in one's perspective. The wind was blowing, and I was hanging on to my brother to make sure he didn't fall. We finally got to the barn gable at the east end of the barn. As I looked down over the edge, something seemed to change inside of me. I didn't understand what my problem was. I had thought this whole thing out. I was certain it would work, but I suddenly felt kind of afraid. I spent a few minutes trying to talk myself into stepping off the barn. I was telling myself to do it, to just jump. But something inside me was holding me back. Eventually, my brother started asking me what I was doing. Wasn't I going to jump? That's when I had my second brilliant idea of the day. I looked at my brother and said, You know, I've been thinking. You've been such a good brother today and such a big help that I decided to let you go first. And then I handed my brother the bundle of string. At first he looked happy and proud that I was giving him this honor. Then he crept to the edge and looked over. He held his arm holding the string out towards me and said, No, Alf, I don't want to. Then I had my third brilliant idea of the day. I told my brother to sit down and wait for me and handed him the seed bundle. Then I climbed back off the roof onto the ground. I got a metal bucket and filled it with rocks. Then, lugging the bucket along with me, I climbed back up on the roof where my brother waited. I told him we would do an experiment first. I tied the string bundle to the bucket handle. I told my brother that we would try it with the bucket first, and then I would do it. He agreed. After a ceremonial pause, I swung the bucket out into space and let go. To my horror, it did not go as planned. The bucket, filled with rocks and all the seeds, plummeted through the air and crashed into the earth below as if nothing was even slowing it down. We both stood there in silence for a moment. The realization washed over me that I had almost killed myself. Then a second wave of realization that I had almost killed my brother. It was not a good feeling. All the pride and elation I had felt earlier gave way to a sick feeling in my stomach. I didn't understand how I could have been so wrong. It looked good on paper. I nodded toward the other end of the roof, and we both made our way back down to the ground. I put my arm across his shoulders, and we both went into the house to eat some sandwiches. And that's the end of the story. 
It taught me something in a very visceral way. In my mind, I can still see that bucket hitting the ground and imagine the sound of all my bones breaking. It stuck with me, that image, and probably saved my life many times over the years because I learned to always test things that are untried. No matter how sure I am, it will work. This experience caused me to understand how much I didn't understand about how things work. It gave me a new way of discovering things instead of just jumping. Now head out into the big world and test things that are untried. Be smart and listen to the little voice inside your head when it tells you to get a bucket, even if it looks good on paper. And be a better man today than you were yesterday. Until next time, this is Alf Herigstad signing out.